everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast, and I am so excited that we are back in season three. Hey, just a reminder that if this episode leaves you saying that was so good or muy bueno, please don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss one single episode. Okay, so now I'm ready to jump in to this episode because today I have someone really special with me and she's really been no stranger to this podcast. I'm here with one of my dearest friends, an incredible pastor, amazing mom, fantastic wife, and my go-to girl for all things Enneagram, Miss Lisa Duvall. Ah, that was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I feel so inspired and encouraged. Thank you, Pastor Julie, for um, making this investment in all the girls of the house, Mm -hmm. girls, ladies, women. Um, I love it, and I'm honored that I get to be a part of this. So as I have stated in a previous episode, I hope to have a surprise and delight and that we would have something authentic and some great, let's see... uh, humorous and revealing conversation today. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, but speaking of humorous and revealing, mm. um, you and your husband, James, you just launched a podcast called The Art of Spousing. And all of your amazing marriage and ministry experience, you're putting it to good work and, and getting it out there to um, be experienced by other people. Mm-hmm. And it is actually hilarious. I am loving it. <laughs> so for those of you who want to join in, whether you're single or married, you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. So I'm going to make sure that I put that in the show notes um, because it really is amazing. So hey, um, so whenever, Lisa, we get to do something mm-hmm. like this together, um, you like to get some revealing story about me, but I am going to actually beat you to the punch today. Oh, um, wow. Even though I have several stories of vacations together. I don't have time to go into our snorkeling trip where we thought we were going to have a private dressing room because our husbands booked it online and we had wet <laughs> wetsuits, three sizes too small. I'm not going to tell that story, okay, yes, but thank you. I am going to share just a little bit about something that happened about a year ago. So oh, man. you and I, we actually have kind of a complicated relationship because um, in seasons, we were friends, we raised kids together, but in some seasons, I've actually been your boss, right, mm-hmm. here at yes. the church, and, and about a year ago... I cannot wait to know where this is going. <laughs> and about a year ago, I had asked you as your boss, you mm-hmm. know, as you know, just as your boss and your friend, if you would teach with me in staff meeting, mm-hmm. and we had a really special staff meeting planned last summer, and you were going to be teaching with me, and about two days in advance of that teaching, you actually reached out to me and said, Julie, I'm so sorry, but I have to register my daughter for a new school that she's going to be going to. And I reached out back to you and I said, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but um, I do not have a replacement for this, you know, for this teaching. So I'm going to need you to make other arrangements. <laughs> Meanwhile, behind the scenes, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? But what you didn't know, you did make other <laughs> arrangements. And what you didn't know was that we had actually planned a really big surprise party for you and, and Pastor James, your 50th birthday yes. and, um, and your 25th wedding anniversary <laughs> that you had to not celebrate during COVID. And I had to let you go about 48 hours thinking that I 
was the boss from someplace else besides heaven. So I felt really bad about that. But we recovered, right? We did. And you know what? That was the most fantastic birthday celebration ever. So well, I was so excited about turning 50. And so it was, and I couldn't celebrate because I, I did get sick. So thank you so much. And, our, and I'm not mad at you. And our relationship survived. survived. So We've survived. You too. Can survive complicated situations. So, hey, um, I, I know that you've got lots of stories, you know, down through the years. Too. Yes, and you know what? I'm I'm going to save you because you know that was such a precious moment <laughs> that I'm not going to share one, but I may save it for, and seize mm. the right moment the for right the moment. special reveal um, in this podcast. Okay, I am coming. on the edge of my seat. Yeah, right as you should. But be. hey, just sharing memories is just a part of sisterhood, and you know, I love it. Um, Lisa, you have been really a part of building our sisterhood culture. From the very beginning. And you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is this thing we call the sisterhood code. It's kind of like our code of conduct, right? And um, we talk about sisters stay strong when they stick together. That's about communities, sisters write wrongs and rewrite stories. It's about championing women across the globe who may not have a voice that we could be their voice, but one that doesn't get as much airtime as the others. But I want to talk a little bit about today is that that we believe as a sisterhood that we champion the calling of every girl of every generation. I love it. And it's really all about being intentional, about building a culture in our relationships that is life-giving, that's supportive, that is verbally expressive of our mm. appreciation and our celebration of each other and, uh, and of other women. And this is so countercultural to everything we see in our social media avenues and the social media-driven world that, that inundates us with messages that drive us to actually unhealthy comparisons. So I know we're talking about this as the sisterhood code, but what I'm actually talking about is really just good living, right? So, I mean, this is actually biblical and scriptural. It tells us in the Bible that we're to find ways to encourage each other. Another word for encourage is to champion each other, right? So what we're talking about is really countercultural. Right. So this is one of the biggest questions that I get asked a lot, and especially from our younger generation where social media is part of their first language. And, and the question is this, is how can I not get lost in this competition culture, but mm. really celebrate one another. Great and question. I think today that I'm going to actually reframe that question um, in a way that that I, I think is, is much more fitting to my personality. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and is this, is, that, is how can we compete in a way that everyone wins. I kind of like that a little bit better. So <laughs> that sounds like an Enneagram three. I'm not saying you are that, but they're all about winning. So all right, you're right. So you know what? I do know that that is true of maybe everyone doesn't know this about you, but you are highly competitive. Yes. Yes. yes it is. A and you bit. know, it's a little shocking because you are this gentle nature, <laughs> sweet pastor. So people think. Yeah. And then. You play a game of hand and foot, mm-hmm. and all things come out. So yep. what happens is, is this brings about this competitive spirit in you that if you lose, James and I are confident we will be getting an invitation to the Mullins house yes. within a week mm-hmm. for a rematch. Now, you wouldn't say it's a rematch. Right. You would just get an invitation so that you can hey, rematch. can y'all come over? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And if you win, the celebration 
is ungodly. <laughs> so you have destroyed the victory song for mm-hmm. Easter. Victory. Victory. Yeah. And turn it in your victory dance for yes. winning a card game, which yes. is really an abuse yes. of a spiritual <laughs> sacred song. I, and so, I actually, I think you appreciate it. I'm not sure if you're as James. There might be one person that's more competitive than me. But and that would be him. But he, yes, he competi- has not appreciated it. You no. understand competition. Mm-hmm. I, I do understand it. But, you know, even though you're not wrong about how I approach <laughs> card games and sports, mm-hmm. um, it is a lot different than the way that, um, that I approach ministry and friendship. I've learned a few things. So sure. when I play cards and sports, I, I do not play for everyone to win. Even though I do like to win, when it comes to winning and in um, in relationships, it's really not about competition, wow. right? And I, I I have this theme verse in Romans twelve ten, and it says to to love one another with brotherly love, outdo each other with honor. And so this is my theme verse for winning in relationships. I love the word outdo because this is a competitive word and is a great place to start. You know, um, it's it, to learn how to outdo each other in kindness and humility mm. and grace. And and this is this is really just so you know this episode is a shout out to all my sporty competitive girls. I feel you. I've got you. And I want you to know that com- competition it can be healthy, but in relationships it can be toxic. Right. So we can we can lose sight of our own calling, and we can find ourselves feeling insecure because we don't feel like we can measure up when when we're comparing ourselves mm-hmm. to someone else. And and I I think when I think about you know competition, I know that that most of us would not say that I'm in competition with somebody else. I'm I'm in competition with my friend or my coworker mm-hmm. or my teammates at school. But but how many times have have you caught yourself saying, I know I've caught myself saying something like, you know, I feel like I'm losing at motherhood. I feel like I'm I'm losing at relationships. Sometimes I feel like I'm losing at life. And and you have to that's a competition word. Right. Right? Right. Losing is a competition word. And so you have to ask yourself, where is is the scoreboard mm. that we're measuring ourselves against? What, what imaginary scoreboard are we measuring ourselves against? And I, I think that this unhealthy competition actually starts with comparison. Right. Right. It starts with comparison. And, and Lisa, I know we've talked about this a little bit. And, um, and I think that comparison can be, it, it can be the beginning of competition. And in a relationship, that can be toxic. So what have you seen or some of the indicators that, that comparison is not working for you, is working against you, and, and that it's unhealthy? Everything you just said there, such great nuggets of truth mm-hmm. and things to take away. And I think this is a great question. The scripture that comes to my mind is James 3.16. And bear with me, Pastor Julie, because this isn't the most positive scripture in the world. But <laughs> for wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there is there you will find disorder. And this mm. whole passage actually talks, the beginning of it talks about the tongue and tame, taming the tongue. And yeah. the second part where this passage comes in, it's talking about wisdom. So there's not wisdom in competing and comparing. And right. the unhealthy parts of that, we see jealousy and selfish ambition, and then you find all kinds of disorder. Mm-hmm. It even says, show that your actions are good with a humble lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that is wisdom. Yeah. That's wisdom. And so what you're talking about, what we're talking about, this unhealthy, unhealthy competition isn't a lifestyle of a humble spirit. Yeah. And so some indicators that I know that I've experienced in my own life and as I've walked out life with um, sisters yeah. in the house mm-hmm. and daughters, literal <laughs> physical daughters, mm-hmm. is I think that there are a couple of things that show up that are disorder because yeah. we have this jealousy that mm-hmm. comes from 
comparison, competitiveness that goes sideways and doesn't mm-hmm. really work for us, which is increased self-talk, negative self-talk. Yep, that's right. And which ends up turning into negative talk about other people. Mm-hmm. And so when we get in this loop, this cycle of negativity about ourselves, what you said I'm losing at, another mm-hmm. code word for losing in competition is I should have been that. I should have already wow. got this. I should. And so we're mindful that there's lots of other language that actually indicates that there is competition or mm-hmm. envy, which mm-hmm. is where it results in, yep. is mm-hmm. envy, which we know is a sin. So mm-hmm. we're mindful of this in our lives, and we don't want to get in that loop. And worse yet, where I think that what talks about disorder and evil of all kinds, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that can be because we share with sisters. I may share with a sister, I'm feeling inadequate. I all that negative self-talk about yep. myself and comparing to other people, mm-hmm. which actually takes this viral. Right. And it it goes against the code we have as a sisterhood. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And more importantly than that, it goes against what God says about us and what God says about other people. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually pushing against what God's word wow. has called us up to do. Mm-hmm. So and of course it pushes against a Christ Fellowship Sisterhood code <laughs> that we actually <clears throat> champion. Every yeah. one of all generations, yeah. It, it's almost like it's you can't compare and champion at the same time, no. right? You right. can't compete and champion at the same time. right? And again, champion, championing, I love that word, yes. right? <laughs> it means you're winning at the relationship, right? Um, so champions win. But, yeah, you're um, championing, I, you're winning at the right thing. You're winning at the right thing. Right. I, I love it. And I think that that's so true that, um, that so many times what comparison can lead to, mm-hmm. it can lead to, you know, either insecurity, I should do that. Mm-hmm. I, I love what you said. That's another, mm-hmm. con- I'm falling short, so I should, should right? right? But it, it leads to insecurity, or at times it can lead us to pride, because there are times when, you know, if we start comparing ourselves, we're, we can always find someone who's ahead of us. But if we look hard enough, we can find someone who's, you know, not Quite maybe right. in an area that you know that that we might be succeeding in, and so mm-hmm. it's really easy to become proud. So both of those, Correct. you know, both of those end end games are not the games that we want to play, right? Exactly. And so that's why we can't, you know, that that's why it's important. But I've heard this is the deal. But we, knowing it can lead to insecurity, it can lead to jealousy, it can lead to pride. Those are all evil things. So I've heard mm-hmm. people say, well intentioned people say, that the answer to all of this is you just need to stop comparing yourselves, right? Just Stop it. Mm. And I'm like, that that sounds so simple, right? And that that yeah, that that's what we should do. We should just stop it. Well, it sounds easy, but it's impossible, right? Part of being human right. is that that we have been wired to compare. Like in the morning when I wake up and I do not do my makeup and my hair looks all crazy, you mm-hmm. know, if I were to compare myself, if I were if I were to look at myself in the morning that way, and then when I put my makeup and I do my hair and I know I'm getting ready, you know, to maybe go on a date with Todd or something, I mean, I it I need to know the difference, right? <laughs> it's important. I must know the difference. It's actually critical. If I didn't compare, right, I wouldn't know the difference. And I poor Todd, you know, so but we, you know, we were designed to know. That um, that the difference, right, and and how to compare, and we can't live in denial. And what I want to say here is that comparison is not the enemy. 
Right. And I, I, you know, Theodore Roosevelt said this, that comparison is the thief of joy. And it can be. It's not, that, it's not 100% wrong. It can be the thief of joy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be the right. thief of joy. See, the comparison isn't the real enemy. It's the way that we process mm-hmm. comparison. It, it. The, the way we process comparison could be the difference between insecurity and confidence. It could be the difference between our silence and our celebration mm. of other people. And so how we process it is really important because unprocessed comparison, like we said, it can lead to insecurity, jealousy, pride. But I think there's another, we can, we can become insecure. We can become proud. We can become jealous. But I think there's another option. I think we can become teachable. Right. I think our comparison can can actually teach us something. And you know, I, I think back that when I was when I first became a believer at 14, right? I didn't know what it meant to be, you know, a, a new Christian. And I did take notice that my friend Dawn, like she had she was like on fire for Jesus. She was confident, mm-hmm. she didn't talk bad about people, she was she was, you know, fun loving, but she also was leading a really pure lifestyle. And and I began to compare myself to her, not in a not not in a negative way, but like, oh man, she's got something I want. And so it helped it 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 helped push push me into holiness. It helped push me into spiritual Love growth. It. I think, you know, even now, Lisa, there's times when um when in our relationship, you know, that um that there can be times when I, I look at you and I go, I I notice the way you treat people when they walk in a room. I notice that that you're you are constantly proactively reaching out mm-hmm. to people to make sure they're okay and to, you know, and to give words, very intentional words of encouragement. And, you know, and and I'm I notice that. It would be weird for me not to notice. And I compare myself. I say, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I can be pretty talented sometimes. <laughs> I might have just walked right by that person. Um, but it's not competing mm-hmm, in an unhealthy right. way. It's, it's comparing, but it's not competing. See, my relationship with you has grown me in the way that I in the way that Love I process it. it. It's, it's, I've grown because of that. So it really is about how we we process it. So um, when you think about this, how can we how can how can we actually leverage comparison um, to work for us? and work for our relationships. I love it. It makes me go back to the negative things we see. When we see we're in that loop, mm-hmm. our negative self-talk, we can actually do what you said. We don't have to become that. We can become the other, so mm-hmm. we can flip it. So let's go, we're going to flip the yep. script here. Flip it. There mm-hmm. we are. So I love that is that um, it can, comparison can aspire uh, um, me to greater vision. Yep. So aspire mm-hmm. is to direct one's hope or ambitions towards achieving something. So I can yep. see other people who have vision for themselves, understand mm. their purpose, and I aspire to have that. I'm yep. not diminished by that. I'm, right. I, I'm like, I can do that. How do they do that? I want to do that. Mm. It also motivates to action. I tend to have a hard time on my personality. I circle and process and process and don't move to action. I am so motivated Mm -hmm. by people who move to action, who do not have fear. Um, And so I love that. I I can compare myself and say, well, I'm not as motivated as someone, or I could say... I want to be motivated like them. What yeah. do I need to do to take the next step? Yeah. So my comparison's moving to something that's um, causing me to grow. And then my the last one that I have, which I love, is that I feel like comparison, and you've mentioned this, models how to live, mm-hmm. love, and lead. Mm-hmm. I remember when you mentioned us growing, um, raising our kids together. This is one of the things, whether it's motherhood, 
ministry, extended family relationships, I would compare myself to you and how you would, and you modeled this for me, is how to respond to people. Mm. So for example, as a mother, I saw plenty of times, love you, Jefferson Mullins, I love you so much, but you were pretty <laughs> tough. You were pretty tough on your mom. So she, he would call you Ursula. Yes. And all the mean villains. All villains. I was all, all villains. The, <laughs> and it sounds funny, but honestly, in the moment, it was awkward and it was painful. And because it was the worst thing he knew. He hadn't seen anything else. So, I mean, I'm talking about, I was the worst you, thing that he knew. You yeah. are Ursula <laughs> right now. And it would be that intense. It was that intense. And there was yeah. a lot of those moments and yeah. every single time, <laughs> although funny now, was not funny then, how you responded to him was with patience, mm. kindness, respect, but you were firm. You were not a pushover. Right. You were not a pushover. <laughs> so it's like, Jefferson, go to your room. But the mm-hmm. truth is, I would see you model that into his teenage years in, in ministry situations when things would get tough of how you responded. So I can compare myself to that moment of how Mm. would Pastor Julie respond, which makes me think of when Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. We have people who are ahead of us. You in that moment of you were following Christ to how Mm -hmm. he would respond, and so I was doing the same. So really, comparison can actually encourage us and move us in a direction that's incredibly healthy. Yeah, and and I I love that because I was following somebody else. Like I was following my mother-in-law and I was following the people that went ahead. And I was following you. And so we're just, you know, we're just kind of all this link in this chain. Love it. Of championing each other, right? And so I, and and you know what, we, I mean, you know, we could, we have as many stories about, I have as many stories about when I got this wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. and the times that it did diminish my confidence and did diminish, you know, um, did, did when keeping my eyes on maybe other people's calling or abilities made me feel like I fell short. But, but I do think that through the years, you know, when you, when you see the, the negative impact that it can have and the confidence killer that it can be. That there is a better way, and I think that through the years we've just you know we've seen other people model the better way, right? Right. And so confidence and um, actually comparison can kill your confidence if you let it, but if you're prepared for it, mm. it can actually be a growth accelerator, right? I love a growth it. Yes. accelerator. But you have to get a plan for it, and exactly. so I want to talk about that a little bit because you are always. A girl with a plan. I got so, a plan. You got a plan. So I'm tell a me. how-to girl, practically mm-hmm. how in the world we do this. So one of the things that I do, I two things. First, I pray. Mm-hmm. I allow the Holy Spirit to do yeah. work in my life when I'm feeling all those feels, negative self-talk is happening. Maybe I've even shared with a sister and I'm cycling through this and mm-hmm. it's going viral and it's not good. I'm like, Jesus, help me. Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. empower me. You speak to me. Mm -hmm. You correct me. So there's been a couple of seasons. One season, I was directed back to God's Word. Shut your mouth, Lisa. (laughs) Go back to God's Word and rehearse what I say about you, what God's, mm-hmm. what my word says about yeah. you. And really a season of identity in Christ of going down that road of what yeah. does that mean? And we that's a whole nother 10,000 mm-hmm. podcast, but right. really figuring out that, wrestling that to the ground. So a season like that. Then there has been a season where he's given me very practical advice yeah. in the moment, mm-hmm. which is, I love these two, and hopefully this is no, no one listening has ever had this kind of advice from the Holy Spirit, but resist... Self-promotion. Wow. Right now, resist it. Do not self-promote. Listen and celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then the other is seek empathy. Right after that, he was like, don't talk. Don't mm-hmm. talk about yourself. 
and then seek empathy. This person is promoting themselves a lot right now. Maybe they need this moment. Help them have this moment. Maybe this is the only moment. Maybe they had a hard day being a mom and they just need to talk about themselves. And so this isn't a one-upper. This is a time for you to actually shut your mouth Mm -hmm. and encourage and come alongside Mm -hmm. and find empathy for the person that you're with. Yeah. So that's outdoing somebody with honor. It is. So it is. I'm going to outdo. That's awesome. Yeah. So pray and then plan. I think um, Pastor Julie, you got strategies, all kinds (laughs) of strategies, but um, I will. So I have lots of plans. God gives me plans because in inspiration, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will give me a plan for future things. But do you want to go first on this? Yeah. I think that one of the best strategies that I know of when it comes to when comparison kind of, when you're tempted to compare is to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I think celebration is an incredible strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think when we recognize that we're a part of each other's stories, celebrating with each other is a way that we can deal with comparison in a way that honors God and it honors each other's calling. And I started thinking, you know, that that we need to be the first. Right. So I think again, this goes back to outdoing each other with honor, be the first to congratulate the one who got the promotion that you wanted. Mm. To be the first when your friend meets the guy of your dreams, right? So, <laughs> you know, That's real talk right be there. Be the first. But you know, I, I was thinking about this, Lisa, because you and I both, I've, I've got two friends and um, and they're in their you know 30s, early 30s, early 40s. And you know, they're beautiful, capable, confident, mm. called, and single, right? Mm. And so, and God has, you know, for some reason that God has not brought that relationship in their life at this point. Um, but I remember, and this is something they both desire, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember when my son Jefferson, you know, got engaged to Cassie and, um, and here he is all of 22 years old, right? Mm. Um, and Cassie was 22. And these were the first two friends that called to congratulate wow. them called to congratulate me. They were the first two friends that, that they were the first gift that arrived at our house, you know. Mm. And I just thought that um, that I am so happy, that I'm so happy that they were the first ones to celebrate because they're happier, right? Right. But also our friendship didn't miss out on a celebration that we had together. And I just thought that that was, again, that I was like, could I have done that? You know, that was right. so inspiring mm. to me that when somebody gets something that I really want, you know, what is my response going to be? Wow. Wow. It's so special. And whoever those two precious people are, they've mm-hmm. modeled for mm-hmm. so many yes. and inspired you, which they are yes. thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're younger than you, obviously yeah. you mentioned, mm-hmm. but they are actually encouraging and inspiring mm-hmm. you to greatness. And I love that. Um, in that, it makes me think of those two girls. One of the things that I try to think of in, in planning is God has given us the ability to build confidence and give courage. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so I am looking yes. to build confidence and give courage to yeah. someone. I had the opportunity this weekend um, at prayer time, a, a special prayer time in our service, to pray with different people. And I had a, a mom come up to me who had lost her daughter. And she's like, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. And I thought it was fresh. I thought, oh, maybe she just passed. No, it had been seven, eight years. And so she just wanted prayer. She said, I feel so alone. And I remembered, I actually looked at her straight in her eyes because I'm going, God has given me the moment to give this sister courage. Yeah. And I said, from Deuteronomy um, chapter 31, verse 8, the Lord goes before you. Yeah. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will not abandon you. 
You do not need to be afraid. You do not need to be discouraged. Right. And I'm like, in your sisterhood here. Right. We're all behind you, yes. encouraging so you. And, and so I just thought, I had the moment, and she's like, thank you so much for giving wow. me courage. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this was my opportunity. Yep. I had a word ready for her. And I think every every day, weekend services, but every day we have the mm-hmm. opportunity to look and with strength in our eyes and right. our voice and go, mm-hmm. I know that God hasn't abandoned you. That's right. Mm-hmm. I know He is with you. And he's going to help you figure out how you're going to walk this out I love in it. your new normal. And so it is a privilege I love it. to be able to come alongside someone and give them courage. Mm-hmm. God gives us the ability to do that. And um, so I love that those two girls did that yeah. to you, even yeah. of just mm-hmm. building into you and modeling Absolutely. for you. And I hope that someone's returning to them mm-hmm. and giving them courage that they have, even that they're have the ability to celebrate in that I moment. Love I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, I think that that just wraps it up mm-hmm. so beautifully that that we champion the call mm-hmm. of every girl, of every generation, in every season, for every reason, right? Yeah. That in the good times, in the hard times, sometimes it's easier, you know, right. to to encourage in the hard times and it is actually the good times, but that's who we're going to be. That's who we're going to be as a sisterhood that we are going to be we we whatever season it is, right. that we're going to champion each other and and instill courage, mm-hmm. instill confidence because we need each other, right? right? And um and we are a part of each other's story. So, it's just been so great. It's and been, it's been so good. So good. <laughs> and has. I'm so grateful um, for our friendship. And thanks for diving deeper into, mm. you know, into the sisterhood code. And, and thank you for living deeply. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the depth of our friendship is one of my greatest gifts. So thank you for having mm-hmm. me. So before we jump off, you know, I just want to ask you one last question because we're doing this after at the end of every episode. Okay, I'm ready. Um, for just kind of end a little bit light. We got a little bit teary there. <laughs> um, so the, our favorite summer hack or snack. So what's your favorite hack or snack? Well, I, um, you know what? I don't know that I have great snacks. I have friends who have such great snacks, so I don't have yeah. that. And I'm trying to think of a hack, but I can't really... Well, you've lived here in South Florida for quite a few years, right? right. So do you have any beauty hacks? Because you actually, people might not know this, but you have naturally curly hair. So yes. any beauty hacks for the curly hair girls out there? I have it. Don't go outside. <laughs> June through August, (laughs) ever. Curly hair, don't care. But you know what? You get the humidity, it's going to go there, sister. Just embrace it. Okay, so that's that's it. Word of wisdom. That's Do not right. go outdoors <laughs> if you have curly hair. That's, That's awesome. Right. Okay. I love that. So I loved our conversation together, and I am looking forward to continuing and going deeper this season. So don't miss out on an episode with us. Love you, ladies. Can't wait to see you next time. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.